0: Welcome to the podcast. We are so glad you are here with us today. I've got so much encouragement to share with you. Let me begin by telling you about an event that takes place in our city each year. I live in the Memphis, Tennessee area. In our town, we are home to the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. This hospital is amazing, and it takes such great care of kids and their families, most of whom are dealing with cancer and cancer-related illnesses. The hospital holds a big marathon each year, People come from around the world to run in the St. Jude race, which includes a full marathon, a 13K, a 10K, and a 5K. Some walk, many run. It's quite an event. The race takes place the first Saturday in December. Sometimes it's very cold. Other times the weather is quite mild. The race will begin about 7 a.m. As the racers gather and prepare to run, it's always fascinating to see what they do. Some runners, like me, will add layers on. They will walk or run with gloves and hats and coats. Others will strip down to where they have very little more than shoes, shorts, socks, and a light t-shirt. It seems that those that are running, the furthest, will dress in the lightest, most aerodynamic clothing. They don't want their clothes or the heaviness of their coats, gloves, and hats to hold them back. Everything they do is in order to give them more agility and speed as they run. So I have a question for you today. Have you ever thought about the fact that you and I are running in a race? It's not a regular race either. It's a marathon. It's life. And we must get up every single day and choose to keep going. It's a daily option. How we will race, how we will run, and how we will finish. My goal today is to give you five things you can do to keep going. Keep going and keep going strong. These are five things to remember as you are walking, praying, and seeking to find hope, joy, and meaning and purpose in your year. Let me share a scripture with you as we begin. It's from Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So here are five things from this passage that we can remember to keep us going. The first thing to remember is this. Remember the witnesses who endured and made it through before us. In the verse, it calls them the huge cloud of witnesses. These are those that have gone before us. Think about those that have gone before us. Think of all those who poured into you. Teachers, coaches, parents, grandparents, pastors, Sunday school teachers, family, friends, bosses. They paved the way. They set the tone and they set the example for us. Remember your grandparents who sacrificed for you so you wouldn't have to? I think of a few of mine and my husband's and our parents who've gone before us. I think of people like Mabel and Joe, Lucille and Milton, Vernon and Tommy Joe, and Roland and Sarah, and others. You I also think about a wonderful professor I had in college. His name was Dr. George Stokes, and he taught public speaking in his last year as a professor. I was 19, and he was 75, and Dr. George Stokes took an interest in my life. One day after class, he told me that I could be a great public speaker He said, Melanie, you can be really good at this and I can help you to get there. And that's exactly what he did. I look back and I'm so grateful for the investment that Dr. Stokes made in my life. I would probably not be sitting at this microphone right now talking with you if he had not pushed me a whole lot. Have you also had some men and women invest in your life? Maybe a teacher, a coach or a Bible teacher, maybe a pastor. When you get discouraged this day, this week, or this month. Remember, others came before you. They survived. They made it in the race of life, and if they made it, we can too. A second thing to remember is to remember that this life is a marathon, not a sprint. We aren't just running around the track a few times. We are in this thing for the long haul. Each lap is a season, and it will pass, but we have to finish one lap in order to start the next, no matter what comes. You know, think back about some conversations that I've had in recent last two years with my kids about the virus and the lockdowns and all the drama and all the crazy. And there was a certain time in 2020 when we talked about it and we said, will it ever be over? <laughs> I remember one day vividly telling them, it will end. We will look back one day, this is what I told them, and say, remember that crazy virus? Remember that lockdown? Remember when? It will not last forever. It will be over one day and be a thing of the past. In fact, I read yesterday of a poll that they took where 70% of the country is ready for it to be over. I think there's probably more than that. I want to tell you this on that same note. I do believe this is just a blip on the screen of time. It won't last forever. In fact, when we think of it in light of eternity, it is a very small segment of time. One author and preacher that I love on YouTube shared the most ex- wonderful example of time. He held up a long, long white right rope, maybe 100 feet. He had draped it across the entire stage. Then he went and picked up a section and drew our attention to one little part that was painted red. It was maybe 12 inches long. He suggested that the white rope represented all of eternity and all of our lives, but the little red part represented our days and our time on this earth. They are quick. And very short. This time will pass quickly. Whatever you're going through right now will pass before you know it. It will not last forever, I promise. (laughs) When you get discouraged, remember this is just a lap on the course. It will end. It's not forever. You will get through this. Keep praying. Keep trusting God. Keep going. You are going to make it around this lap on the track. Here's a third thing to remember. Remember to lay aside the weights that hinder you and hold you back. What is weighing you down? What is holding you back? Who is bringing you down? When I think about the runners in the St. Jude race, I noticed that those that were running particularly far actually would throw pieces of clothing off as they were running, sweatshirts and hats and things that got heavy. They would toss them aside and go back after the race and pick them up. I wonder, are there habits, ways you're spending your time, things you're eating or drinking, that are keeping you from doing all God wants you to do. Now, these aren't sins. They're just not the best things. Let me give you a few examples, and I may meddle just a little bit. For example, we can watch too much Netflix. (laughs) We can be on our cell phones too much. We can spend too much time scrolling social media. We can have too much sugar, too much Diet Coke, not enough sleep, too much sleep. We cannot be in church. Maybe even we can be in church too much. When you get discouraged, With the weights that trip you up, let something go. Lay something aside. Perhaps you've heard the story about the donkey and the well. It's a fable. There's a story about a donkey that was owned by a cruel farmer. The farmer got very upset with the donkey and put him down in a dry well. Then the cruel farmer would dump dirt into the well onto the donkey. Now, this is just a fable. No animals were hurt in this story. The donkey, though, did an interesting thing. Each time the farmer dumped dirt on him, he would brush it off, shake it off, and stomp on it. Eventually, the donkey had brushed off so much dirt and stomped on so much dirt that he was able to walk right out of the well. The very dirt that was dumped on him became his escape from the deep and dark well. Listen, people are going to do and say hurtful and mean things sometimes to you and your family They are going to say things about you, about your husband, and about your children. If you and I can learn to brush these things off, we will find so much more joy. I heard a speaker share something years ago at a pastor's wives conference. It was the best suggestion. This lady was in ministry, and she said that as people say and do things that hurt you, you need to learn to brush them off. Literally, take your arm and brush off whatever is hurting you. She said that she walked down the hall at church or at work, brushing things off all the time. For me, now I know you may find this hard to believe, but I sometimes get mean messages, rude comments, and thoughtless remarks. I can either dwell on them, let them take me out and upset my world, or I can seek to brush them off, stomp on them, and move forward in victory. For you, you may be the nicest lady ever. And you will still have people do and say things to you that will hurt. Learn to brush it off. Learn to not let these things stick to you. Instead, shake them off, brush them off, and use them to help you walk on in victory. There's a fourth thing to remember, and that is to remember to get rid of the sin that so easily trips you up. In the King James, it says besetting sins. (laughs) Those are the ones that won't leave you alone, in other words. Are there some things, some people or situations that bring you down and lead you to sin? Are you opening the door just a little and letting a little sin in the room? It could be an attitude. It could be unwillingness to forgive. But let's talk about this, for example. Let me just give you a few samples to get you thinking. I've not been reading anyone's mail, but these are some things that I know and hear from women that they're struggling with. Sin that easily trip us up could come in the form of friendships. Think about it. Most of us have two groups of friends that tug at us. One group will lead you to soar; The other group will lead you to sin. Be careful which group you spend the most time with because some will drag you down and some will lift you up. Here's another one. With men. Now, primarily, our audience is women, but this could be true. If there's a man listening, I would say the same thing to you. I've talked to too many amazing Christians who blew everything for a fleeting affair. Are you flirting with disaster right now? Are you talking with someone online or at work or at the gym who is not your spouse? Be so careful. These are besetting sins. One other one that I hear a lot, and I see it in our churches, and I see it and hear it from my friends, is that we struggle with holding on to bitterness. Our besetting sin sometimes is not being willing to let go of a hurt. Are you mad at someone? If you're really angry and that's tripping you up today, you may need to start praying for this person and asking God to drain your anger. You can let them go and be free. I think about we have a crazy Australian shepherd named Coda. And Coda, if he gets too close to the door and there's even a crack, he can get out. One little opening in the gate or the front door and that dog can be out as quick as lightning. That's what this is like. If we give sin just one little opening, we can very quickly get in trouble. One of my authors that I like to read that writes a lot of fiction is a lady named Terry Blackstock. And mostly she's known for just great stories. But I noticed I read a book right before Christmas this last year. And in the back of the book, she had written kind of this postscript, this note. And it wasn't part of the fiction. It was interesting to me. It was a long couple of pages. And it's, this is what she said. And I, I just copied down some of this because I found it so fascinating. She said this, during the lockdown, we've drifted a little and allowed some things into our lives that we never would have thought we'd allow. Some of us who know better have forgotten who we are and what we're made to do. It's just a great reminder to watch out for those little sins that trip us up. A final thing to remember is to remember to keep looking to Jesus. Let me take you back to that scripture again that talks about how we run the race in Hebrews 2, verses 2 through 4. It says this, We do this race, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Listen, ladies. Listen, whoever is listening. Jesus understands. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. He made it through this life, and he now sits at the right hand of God. He is the only one who can fix your situation, handle your concerns, and answer your prayers. Jesus is the answer and our only hope, and we can trust him no matter what. So I want to give you this tip. You keep your eyes looking up where your hope is. You keep looking to Jesus. Let me give you a great example of this. I'm one of those athletic girls who played basketball in high school. I was the shooting guard, and I was the one who actually threw the ball into the girl that brought the ball down the court for us to set up our plays and hopefully make some points. My high school coach was a man named Coach Macklin, and he taught me very clearly. He said, look at me every time you come down at the court, not at the crowd, not at the other team, not even at the other players. You look at me, and I'll tell you the play. I'm watching over the game. I'll help you. I can see things you can't see. If you will trust me, I will manage things for you. You know what? The same is true for us. We look to Jesus. He's the coach, not at the crowd, the other team, not at the other players. Jesus will tell us all the plays. He sees things we cannot see. We can trust him to manage things for us. One of my favorite theologians is Snoopy from the Peanuts cartoons, and he says this, Keep looking up. That's the secret of life. Listen, joy and hope only come in and through one person, and that's Jesus Christ. Have you heard the song that's been playing on the radio? It's by Ann Wilson. It's called Let Me Tell You About My Jesus. I'm not going to sing it, but I like the words, and I thought I'd just share one little part. She sings this. He makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can't save, let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and His grace is free. And the good news is, I know that He can do for you what He's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus and let my Jesus change your life. Joy comes through Jesus. We keep going in this race by keeping our eyes fixed on Him. Now, let me circle back to the beginning. We started today by talking about the St. Jude race. Runners getting ready to run, carefully choosing what they will wear, what shoes they will wear, how the route will go, getting everything in place. So much goes into race prep. Today, I encourage you to carefully prepare to run this race by remembering what really matters. Remember that many have run before us and made it to the end. They ran well and they finished well. Remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. We take it one mile or one lap or maybe just a few steps at a time. Also remember to lay aside anything that may be slowing you down or messing up your race. Those things that you just are getting a little too much of that are getting in the way. Fourth, remember to get rid of the sins that easily trip you up. Get away from them. Just move away. Push them away. Stop. Do what you need to do to get those things out of your life. And finally, remember to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. He is the author and finisher of our faith. I want to tell you before we go, our ministry partner, Love We're Finding, has a resource that will help you to stay focused on Jesus. It's a scripture writing plan called Get Unstuck, and I want to invite you and encourage you to download it and start writing scripture each day to keep your mind fixed on Jesus. I'll add the link so you can download it. It's completely free. It'll be in the show notes, and I invite you to take advantage of this wonderful gift. As we part today, I want to share with you what we say around here all the time. It's our motto. It's our battle cry. We are just ordinary women, but we serve an extraordinary God. And He wants you to press on today. Listen to me. Keep going.